Romans chapter 9, I just want to give you a quick reminder and then quick three challenges, because we only have about 10 minutes here, and uh, challenges to pray. In Romans chapter 9, in the first few verses right here, uh, it says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brother, my kinsman, according to the flesh. And Paul's here is explaining a burden that he has upon himself. And when you're burdened with something, oftentimes what you think of, and I've said this before, that you think of a burden as a bad thing, but I think there's such a thing as a holy burden. Something that, you, that puts on you, that weighs you down, that causes you to change the way that you're living your life. If somebody in your family was sick and you're kind of in charge of taking care of them, you, you, what, what do you do? You've got to change your work schedule around. You've got to change what you do when you get off work, before you go to work, how you get your kids to school. You've got to change all that around because you now have to take care of this person. And it would be a horrible thing if you didn't go take care of them. And that's kind of a burden on you, and you kind of get tired. And Paul's saying, hey, look, my burden is to see these people saved. And it gets all the way to the point, and I don't think that I could say this of myself, but he says, I, I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brother. And, man, that is, that is a major heartfelt burden for his people. And look over in chapter 10, verse 1. He says this, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And he's saying, look, my burden that I'm taking to the Lord in prayer is to pray that these people get saved. And I want to just give you a quick reminder that we pray for the world and the people around the world that they might be saved. That we don't, when we talk about the world so much, we talk about missions so much, we talk about the different missionaries so much that sometimes we can just allow it to come in one year and go out the other, but we don't actually spend time in prayer asking God for laborers to go to these places. It was his heart's desire to see them saved. And there are people groups all around the world, just like the Jews. They have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They're zealous. They're religious. But they don't know the truth. They're trying to establish their own righteousness in their own way. But they simply don't have Jesus. And we ought to pray. And we ought to allow that to be a burden on us. Brother, my heart's desire in prayer to God is for China to be saved. It's for India to be saved. It's for the world to be saved. For people around the world to know and to hear Christ. And I just want to remind you, pray for the world. Do you have a map that you pray over? We do every, every week you're reminded of a, of a new country to pray for. But is it really part of your prayer time, or is it just a slide on the screen? Is it something that we're praying and asking God? He commanded us, even if your prayer is not that long, he commanded us to pray for laborers and to send forth laborers into his harvest field. And I'm going to give you three quick prayer requests that I want you to write down. And I want you to pray. He said pray for laborers. And so I'm going to uh, take that and give you three types of laborers I'm going to ask you to pray for. Number one, pray for missionaries to go to creative access countries. Pray for missionaries to go to creative access countries. And these prayer requests are going to go against the grain a little bit. But they might not welcome missionaries. These are places where it's not an open door where missionaries can just go there, or just move there for any reason. But we have an Old Testament example 
of God telling his prophet to go into a land with a hostile government. And he gave him a specific duty to do. He says, I want you to go. And he says, I want you to go and sacrifice. And the reason he told him that is because when he told his prophet to go, the prophet said, no, I can't go. If I go and they hear that I'm here, they're going to kill me. Because his job was to go and to anoint David to be king, but there was already another king. And he says, no, I'm not going to go. And God says, all right, well, go and tell everybody you're there to sacrifice. And while you're there, really sacrifice. This is going to protect you from the government. You know, he's going in somewhat undercover. And then when you're there, you carry out your ultimate mission, which is going to be anointed David to be king. And that's in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16. We don't have time to look at the verses. And so you see there's places around the world, China being one of those, where you can't just show up and say, I'm here as a missionary, and I want to tell your people about Jesus. They don't welcome you. You have to go in under a different visa. You have to go in under a work visa, a student visa. Or you have to go in and say, I'm here to do something else. And you go and you do that, but you're there for the ultimate reason, which is to tell them about Jesus. And we need more people to surrender their lives to go into these countries. Because there's many of these countries around the world where you can't just go in openly, but you've got to use some wisdom and you've got to pray for God to give you an open door to get in to those countries and to tell them about Christ. And so pray for missionaries to go to creative access countries. All right. Number two, pray for missionaries to go where they forbid the gospel to be preached. Pray for missionaries to go where they forbid the gospel to be preached. You know, human government can't make laws that precede God's commands. We're to obey the government. And we're supposed to listen to the government, and we have scripture on that. But God never ordains the government to make laws that forbid him. They will create such laws, and they will enforce them. But the believer's first and foremost authority is God in obedience to his commands. And so we obey God, and we obey the government. And if there's something that goes... Right? God's on top. So if something that God says, yes, you can do this, they say, no, you can't do this. Well, we're going to listen to the guy on top. Right? If you're, if you're at your job and you have, you have the boss up here and you just have the, the lower manager down here and the lower manager says, you can do this, but he says, no, you can't do this, which one are you going to listen to? Right? You're going to listen to the guy on top. Why? Because you don't want to get fired. And so you're going to listen to the guy way up here. Now, they will make the laws and they will try to enforce those laws. And so you come to the decision where you're going to have to make a decision, who am I going to follow? Who am I going to listen to? Because God is above all, that means that any of these human laws in the eyes of believers are going to be invalid. So the choice is left to the believer whether to obey God and suffer persecution for it. And we need men, we need missionaries who are willing to go where they forbid the gospel be preached so that those that have never heard can hear. And so pray for that. Pray for God to raise up missionaries to go where they forbid the gospel to be preached. And here's the last one. Pray for missionaries to go to pray for missionaries to go where they'll even persecute you or reject the gospel. It goes against our grain because if we know we're going to send somebody there and they're going to be persecuted, we want to say, don't go. Or if we know they're going to reject the gospel, we want to say, well, don't go. 
And it's really interesting in Matthew chapter 10, and the last, the last verse for the last point was uh, Acts chapter 5. But in Matthew chapter 10, they were to preach the gospel to the Jews first, and many rejected it. And they changed their focus to the Gentiles. And then Jesus told his disciples, and even though they rejected it, they still preached because some still were going to believe. Jesus told the disciples that they were going to go into a hostile environment. That's one of the most fascinating studies to me right there in, in Matthew chapter 10 when you study it because Jesus says that you're going to be sheep in the midst of wolves. And like everybody knows what that means. Right? Who's the sheep? We are the disciples, right? The missionaries going out. And then who are the wolves? Like the people doing the persecution, right? And they says, you're going to go sheep in the midst of wolves. And who usually wins in that scenario? Wolves, right? Usually you don't see like a sheep ganging up on the wolves and, and winning. And what is he saying? He's saying, I want you to go preach and you will be persecuted for it. And I know this for, for, for time. I know this ahead of time. And I still want you to go. He knew they were going to be persecuted and he sent them anyway. Because persecution and suffering is part of his plan. Thus, and, and so we see that in the Bible, when the persecution would come, he says, you don't have to stay there and get persecuted. So once they persecute you, you can leave and you go to the next city. Don't ever stop preaching. But the, the idea is that every place and every person have a witness. And hear the name of Jesus. They might not like it. They may throw rocks. They may persecute you. And they may reject it. But we still need to go. And we still need to tell them. And we still need to wash our hands and get the blood off of our hands. And so with Paul, if we can have that desire to see the lost saved, and if we can spend time in prayer and praying and asking God for laborers, and when you do, if you could just pray for these three, for missionaries to go to creative access countries, go where they forbid the gospel to be preached, and go where they will persecute and reject the gospel. Let's pray. Heavenly Father.